to the E3 podcast where we encourage, educate, and empower female entrepreneurs. I'm Melissa Johnson, and I have a mission to help female business owners um, transform their lives and their business. On this show, I'll be interviewing female entrepreneurs that are moms, that are business owners, and we're taking a deep dive into the struggles that they're having in their business and coming up with some great solutions on how they can transform their business and their life. So thank you so much for joining the show today. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and we're going to jump right in. Welcome back to the E3 podcast. I'm Melissa Johnson. Today I have Christina Spence joining us and we are going to take a deep dive into hiring and growing a team. So thank you, Christina, for joining us today. It's a real pleasure to be here, Melissa. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. So why don't we start by if you could just share a little bit with the audience about yourself, kind of how you got into real estate and where you're at now. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So uh, the brand is really James and Christina Spence. My husband and I uh, do real estate full time. Um, we, you know, we will flip, we will rent, we will fix, we will wholesale, uh, we'll do some notes. Um, we also, uh, you know, have creative financing as part of our brand. We have been in the real estate business full time for about three years, but had been interested for a long time uh, to getting in and had done a few things on the side. We really are, uh, you know, came from corporate America, but somewhere uh, in our careers, we decided that it was time for us to start our own business. Uh, So that kind of, we planned it for a little while. Uh, We looked for an amazing coaching program. So we we joined um, investor, um, the the, uh, Mike Mike Hambright, uh, Investor Fuel and Investor Machine Programs um, and uh, Investor Launchpad, those three programs and and that has been fantastic for us over the last uh, years. I think uh, we just counted, we probably finished our 80 something property, 82nd property, I think in the last three years. So we're really excited. Uh, We have a great team of people and uh, corporate America was really good to us, but this is so much more fun. It is. I I, I left corporate America as well to start this journey. So that's a familiar, familiar story. Yes, you certainly have to plan it. Uh, and and do it right because uh, real estate is a you know a very intensive business so it is and it's so different and it's different when you're an entrepreneur when you're going from this corporate job to you know being the sole person responsible for everything being an entrepreneur it's a totally different everything mind mindset shift everything is different being an entrepreneur so how, how was having a corporate background, how did that help you in starting, in starting your business? Yeah, that's a great question. So I was always in telecommunications, but marketing and sales, right? So I live and breathe products. I live and breathe, you know, how do you launch an offer to a customer? How do you work with customer service? Those kind of things are places I, I came from and really enjoyed. And then James came from a financial background. So anything that has to do with creative financing, right? Some of the other things in our offers, uh, those were a good match for both of us. Um, in, in essence, you know, running a business is very different, as you said, than being part of a corporation. So that's definitely been a learning curve. And really all the masterminds we have attended, we all talk about how to grow a business. That business could be brick and 
you know, brick business, it could be a plumbing business, it could be a whatever business, right? So being an entrepreneur is a totally different game, just like you said. Um, so the background definitely helped us get started to this day. We probably have the coolest postcards, right? We probably have the best website. I mean, those kind of things are, are cool things that we attribute to our, to our team. Uh, but uh, we love to connect with our customers. And I think that's made a big difference in, in our business as well. That answer your question? Yeah. yeah. So what, what does your team look like today? Or let's, let's start with your first hire. So what was the first hire that you made? And then how did you kind of decide how to round out the team? And what does that team look like today? I think, you know, some of the great advice we took, we got earlier was in our, in our careers was don't do things you're not good at. Because yes, you're smart and you can learn all of it, but it takes a while. And also don't do things that you don't like, right? Because you might uh, be able to do QuickBooks just fine and hate your life doing them, right? Which here I am. I would like, not like to do QuickBooks ever. So as an example, right, right? So um, we decided what were the critical needs we had for putting forward uh, things that not only did we not know, but would also help us grow a lot, right? And, and part of that was all around social media, uh, pushing our brand forward, making sure not only we have a cool website that serves, not just for it to show, but to actually serve. How do we get Facebook presence? How do we get Twitter and, you know, Google and blah, 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 all those different things, right? That LinkedIn, right? That everyone plays in. And then the second part was, how do we do uh, data? And how do we do data well? And one of the cool things about our mentor is that he taught us from the beginning to put systems in place. So, you know, everybody knows call rail. So first day on the job, we had 10 call rail numbers. Well, what do I need 10 call rail numbers for? I don't, but guess what? We bought him, we had him, and then it, we never looked back. And now I think we're at like 30 some call rail numbers and it takes 10 seconds to add one. So putting a ton of systems and processes in place, even when you don't need them is the best way for us has been because it's allowed us to grow without having these concerns, right? We had an amazing investor who did everything on a whiteboard. Oh my gosh, like that would drive me crazy because how do you get all those other details in there, right? That you need to manage and run a business. Mm -hmm. So our first two hires back to that question were um, all around social media, different person, super creative. We looked for a specific profile. And then the second person was all about data. And the two of them still joke to this day because they've been with us over, over three years now. Um, actually this year has been three years. Uh, they joke that if they had each other's job, they'd shoot themselves, right? Because, you know, one's creative, doesn't want to do data. The other one's not creative, wants to do data. So uh, hiring the right person um, and then incenting them to stay has been uh, tremendous for us. So our first two VAs uh, are, have helped the team grow. They're uh, really team members uh, in every right, in every right. And I think, you know, from your experience, Melissa, you know, VAs usually stay anywhere from three to six months. So we consider it a big blessing for us and success to have had uh, our first two VAs still with us. Um, and then we've grown the team since then. Wow. So did you, did you um, use an agency to hire those VAs or did you mm -hmm. seek them out yourself and hire them? So for these particular two VAs, we um, actually found them ourselves, right? We had the right job description, looking for the right personality. We absolutely, absolutely use either predictive index or disk tests, mm -hmm. because I think that tells you a lot, not only about who the person you're hiring is, but also whether they're going to be happy to stay, 
right? And whether, of course, they're a good match with what you're looking for. So um, those are those are key things uh, in our in the tools. So we the first two we actually uh, hired them ourselves. Also the third one, uh, our third VA, um, and then uh, our next two came from an agency because we we're looking for a specific skill set that we needed them to be ready for. And I think that's a good debate, right? Whether you hire yourself or whether you go to an agency that has expertise, I think that's up to the individual investor what they do. We've, we've done both. I talked to somebody um, recently too. She has a VA service and we were kind of talking about pros and cons for both. Like, yes, I think VAs are great. I, I don't use them myself. I, not that I wouldn't, but I like having somebody in-house, but I think more important it's more important to just have the right person in the right place whether they're a va or they're you know actually in the office that's the most important yes. thing i think that commitment and dedication and i mean that in a two-way street right you're committed and dedicated to them and they are to you uh, is important and i think that's maybe the success we've had is our vas don't think of themselves as vas and i actually definitely definitely never did it's it's a title but to us it means nothing right Here's my data expert. Here's my marketing right expert. Um, these are team members in their own right, right? Um, I think it's the, it's how do you treat a member? How do you help them grow? How do they come to you? And then, um, you know, two years down the road, they look back and say, wow, I learned some cool stuff. And by the way, I like coming to work every day. So that right. I have, a, I have a phrase I've coined and it's called the skip to work factor. And I say to my team, if you can skip to work, which means you're happy, right? You're, you're coming happy 90% of the time, then we have a great day and a great team. So we're continuing to offer incentives. We continue to offer praises and we're also continuing to help, continuing to help them grow because even if they left us one day, I want them to be better professionals than they were the day before. And that attitude permeates, I think, in everything that we do, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. I like that. And I think um, you, you said something interesting, you know, when I asked who your first hires were, that's why I like to ask that question because everybody's different. It's kind of like we were talking about before we started recording, like everybody does things a different way and the needs are different because like you you did it a hundred percent right. And this is how I coach all my clients, the same thing. You know, it's like you start with don't do the things you're not good at. And just because you should be, because you can do something doesn't mean you should be doing it. And like, there are right. things that need to be delegated because your focus needs to be working on your business, not in it. And everybody hires in a different order too. Cause a lot of people ask, well, who should my first hire be? And you're hundred percent right. Like it really depends on what the needs are. You have to really sit down and assess, you know, what are all the things I'm doing? What do I enjoy? What do I not enjoy? What am I good at? What am I not good at? What do I want to do? What do I not want to do? And then start piecing those off into different hires. Like for me, my first hire had to be an acquisitions person because I suck at acquisitions. But I like that you hired a, a marketing person and a data person first. I don't think I've ever, it's usually like, I need a transaction coordinator. I need a salesperson. I need a lead manager. I think that's an interesting approach that you took because that probably took a huge chunk off of your plate, didn't it? When you were, when you hired those two yes. people. And it created our brand, right? Because I can't tell you how many times we'll be up against somebody and the customer themselves will say they don't have a website or their website doesn't really say anything, right? So there's no face to the customer beyond your face that you're in front standing in front of your customer. So for us creating that brand, um, 
actually being able to say uh, not only to to look professional, but also to be able to attract people to that website, right? To be able to bring people br to bring deals out through Facebook or through Twitter or through other media, right? It immediately grows your business so fast, right? It grows your image so fast. You know, um, you know, the first year I think we did twelve deals. I didn't need a transaction coordinator because I can do that and we got them done and they were spread out, right? Now we're at the place where we have so many deals we can't, right? And so um, that's where our operations manager came in who also serves as a transaction coordinator, right? So we are growing as we need to, to your point. And I think our next move is gonna be an acquisition manager. I, I actually love acquisitions, that's my passion. I love uh, getting customers, talking to customers, working with them. James is great at dispositions, so we both love those two roles. But eventually we'll need to augment those as well. Because right now we're running from appointment to appointment. Oh, <laughs> if that makes that, sense. That gets overwhelming, and, especially if you've got Yes, that. and we have people. Right. And we have three people doing sales over the phone, but the appointments are always us in person, which is a lot. Yeah. That's how we handle things too. We always go in person on the appointments. Um, I think that's better. Yeah, I think so too. It's just different when you're actually like face to face with somebody. So on your team, um, you know, you had mentioned VAs are, is the whole team remote or do you have um, like people in-house that you've hired? So our team has, uh, we have five people who are remote and then our operations manager is here. And then we also have an outsourced transaction coordinator team, which is also here. And then, um, so those are really uh, our main tools, right? Our main partners in business. Okay. Just curious of how maybe you came to find the other people too. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I will tell you our most difficult hire was our most recent one, which is our operations manager. But let me ask, answer the first part. The, our VAs um, came from sites that have a lot of VAs in, in, uh, in real estate, right? So we went to Upwork, we went to WiseHire, um, LinkedIn. Uh, if you're looking for someone in the US, that's a, that's a great place for someone uh, highly professional. Um, so there's lots of different places you can go and I could name five or six more of those, right? Um, I think, yeah, Glassdoor, there's a few other ones as well. Uh, but we found our first two and Upwork. Right. And then occasionally we've had small projects that we've used like Fiverr.com, right? With two R's. Fiverr.com and, and that's super helpful, but those are like short term, short fuse projects, you know, one and done. You you may or may not see that person again. But for permanent hires, Upwork is great. Um, they have a, a huge uh, following of real estate uh, VAs there. So I think that's a great place to go. And then our next one, we were looking for a Spanish speaking VA because again, uh, this person was going to be doing sales uh, over the phone, texting, calling. Um, so we went to Central and Latin America and after interviewing several people and agencies, we found this one person. So he's based out of Nicaragua, actually. He's a, a um, US citizen, grew up in Miami, but lives in Nicaragua. So uh, super great, super great person. I think our hardest uh, hire was an operations manager because there's a person who's got access to your entire system, processes, Dropbox, bank accounts, everything, right? And they have to be able to follow the speed and, and James and I have a pretty fast speed in what we do things. 
um, have to be able to record processes, uh, have videos about how we do things, right? And as I told you earlier, we established a lot of that stuff early and we've been tweaking it over the years, obviously, as we get more experience. But those kind of things need to be imparted on that person so they can, you know, be independent and able to do the job. So there, we actually uh, hired an agency. That agency was not able to find a lot of candidates for us. So we took a different route uh, and posted the job ourselves. We got a ton of people to come in and interview. And then we hired somebody uh, who, you know, uh, has just started with us and hopefully uh, she'll be very happy to be on the team a long time. That's good. I know that um, having an operations manager is huge. I, I was talking to somebody about this just the other day. It's like, you don't realize how much you're doing until you put somebody in that spot because it's great for the, for the CEO, because now you've got just one person that you've got to communicate with versus, you know, checking in with each individual on the team. You've got somebody that's overseeing all that for you. And you're just checking in with that one person and they're making sure that everything is running smoothly. They understand the systems and processes and are good managers, totally. leaders of the team. Right. Totally. And that's uh, actually a very important, Important profile I talked earlier about DISC and predictive index. Those two are tremendous for this particular role. We interviewed a lot of people who had, uh, you know, super interpersonal skills. Great. You know, who doesn't want someone who's super nice and friendly, right? But that particular role needs a very specific DISC profile in order for, again, them to prosper, them to be able to do the details that are needed, right, to make sure they don't miss anything. You know, how often, Melissa, have you seen a HUD that, like, had $5,000 in an error in there, or even bigger, right? Oh, you yeah. don't catch that, you just got $5,000 less in your pocket. Yep. Right? So you got to have someone that you can trust, first of all, uh, you know, and secondly, who's going to be able to, to follow all those things and run. And you know, one of the ways we do that is we record videos to train, but then we have our operations manager record a video herself of things that she's learned and doing which I think is tremendous because then, first of all, she's participating in the future of the company by this video. But secondly, she's also hearing herself talk to other people about it, right? Sometimes that's the best way. Yeah. What do you guys, are you using Loom or something like that to do recording? Well, yeah, we have a couple of different ones. On the simplest way, you can even do that on Zoom, right? And record a video on Zoom. That's simple and you get to keep that. Um, Loom, I think if you, uh, if you, yeah, it's just different tools. I think if you stop subscribing, then you lose everything. So different ones. So we, we use what we, you know, different ones. Yeah, uh, I think we use Loom. LinkedIn. Zoom is my favorite just because it's simple. Yeah, that's a good idea. And that's a good, for the people listening, you know, if you're doing documenting your systems and processes, which, you know, I talk about a lot doing, and a lot of people are like, they don't want to spend the time to do it because it is time consuming and it's not very yeah. fun, but it has to be done and doing it in a few different ways is always helpful too. Like we also have a handbook, kind of like a manual for each role in the company with a checklist, you know, like here's your job description. Here's all the things you need to do. Here's the processes laid out, but then videos too, like, cause people take in information different ways also. So when you're training people, you've got to have some people like to have that notebook to refer to. And then some people just want to watch yeah. videos and take their own notes or whatever. And, Having both of those, I think, is really smart and good, you know, training tools for your team. Yes, yes. I, I think you're so smart to say that. 
And that's one of the questions we actually ask during the interview process. And of course, also after we hire somebody is, what's the best way for you to learn, right? Um, and in this particular case, our operations manager loves to learn by seeing, right? So if I can uh, show her how we create a file online, I'm just making one example up, right? And then how we bring the property documents in and how, you know, Dropbox works on those particular processes. She loves that. And you know what? She's amazing. Two minutes later, she's got it figured out. But then I'll still make her record a video afterwards later on uh, because then that's good practice for her. And we have these videos for the future. Exactly. Right? Um, part of, of how we're growing our team is we want to continue honing on these people, on everyone's expertise and kind of bring them to the next level. Right? So one of the things we've talked about is our operations manager coming in and kind of helping us put some order on things that have grown so fast, right, that we need to do. But then there will be some more minor tasks. And these minor tasks should be handed off to somebody else because her pay grade and her experience is higher than, let's say, calculating how much we paid in utilities mm -hmm. this month. So we have actually a couple of people I haven't talked about uh, who are actually teenagers. Uh, they came to us asking for a job. And so one of them does some administrative things for us and return postcards and other things like that. And another one does um, some uh, uh, deal findings for us, which he loves to do. So again, you, you grow your team based on the needs and then you um, move some of the simpler tasks to people who are less experienced, right? And elevate the people you have trained. That's part of, I think, how you grow the expertise on the team as well, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, no, and that's smart. And it's, it's, it encourages, I think, people to stay too, right? Like once they, they know there's room to grow in there too. And I think that's something that people don't talk enough about because, you know, we, we, in real estate, like we typically don't have huge teams of people, you know? And so it's like, where are the opportunities for growth? Where can you identify places for people to have somewhere to grow into? Um, especially yes. when your organization is so small, but I like what you're doing, you know, training them up and then bringing new people on and taking some of those smaller tasks off of, you know, so that person can rise up and then the person underneath them can learn and move up to that next position, hopefully. And there's exactly. room for, there's a growth plan there. And I think that's really smart what you're doing. And I also love that. I'm, I might have to steal that interview question. Is just, how do you learn? You know, I end up, it ends up coming out eventually, but that's not like sure. one of our standard interview questions. I, I usually ask, um, I guess it's kind of the same thing, but I asked like, what are you reading or listening to? Or, you know, I want to make sure they're doing personal development of some kind or some kind of education somewhere in their life, but I don't really stop to think about if they're taking it in through audio or video or, you know, watching. Whatever's something. best. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yes, no, that, that seems to work pretty well. Yes. Smart. Great. So you mentioned, um, you mentioned incentivizing people what are some ways that you're incentivizing and encouraging employee retention in your organization? You know, and I appreciate your asking that because unlike in corporate America, you know, both James and I managed teams for a long time and everyone got paid differently. They had uh, the, the basic, you know, same benefits insofar as, uh, you know, um, healthcare and, you know, 401k, whatever, but there was definitely places where people were like, hmm, I wonder what the other person's doing. So for us, we're super transparent right? Uh, and there's kind of a growth pattern. So when you first come, that's your salary. If you work great, if you don't work, you don't get paid, right? Those kind of things. 
but then we have incentives as people stay. And, and the truth is you stay because you want to be there and you stay because we want you to be there and you're doing a good job. So it's really important for us to say, what are some of the things that people are going to be interested in as they grow, right? One of them you mentioned is all about growing who they are professionally, right? Our, our um, uh, marketing VA who came in knew some things and she was very creative, but the things that she does now are amazing, amazing, right? And we've sent her to seminars and had her talk to other investors and she's just bloomed from a knowledge standpoint. So I think your point earlier about growth uh, professionally is key and we foster that. And we also challenge our people. Like I just came back from Investor Fuel and we're gonna be stepping into more major SEO. That's gonna be a challenge because it's a new field, but she's gonna love it. I know she is, she's already gearing up for it. Um, so from a knowledge standpoint, really important, don't make the job stagnant. And the more you need that position, the more you actually need to um, make sure the person is happy with what they're doing every day. Change it up a little bit, right? Uh, say, hey, you know, you wanna take on this special project? Right? We just gave a project to one of our texters, unrelated, but he's got the skills to do it, right? So fantastic. Um, so, so always changing it up a little bit from a knowledge standpoint and content. The second part is salary benefits, right? What kind of things can make a difference in someone's life? And so if you've been with us for six months, uh, we'll give you five paid holidays, right? We're not working on during those holidays anyway, and I don't want people to go without food on their table. And I think it, it, you know about VAs, um, some of them are in other countries and they depend on every paycheck, right? And so, uh, so those five holidays we pay for, and there's even some choice in there. We pay for three holidays and then we say two local holidays to you or two US holidays, you pick, right? Um, so there's increments there. Then there's increments on vacation. The first year you get no vacation paid. You could take it, but it's not paid. Um, after the first year, we begin offering vacation weeks paid, right? And some people are like, I'm a small business. I can't handle that. Okay. So let's say you're paying your VA the maximum number of $10 just for easy math, right? And they work uh, 20 hours a week. Is that person not worth a $200? I didn't work because I was on vacation week a year? How simple is that, right? So those are some of the simple things that I, we've thought about over time and are continuing to offer to our, to our teams. Um, so after the first year, you know, we offer a, a paid week vacation. And then there's other ways to do that too, right? Doesn't have to be what I'm, what I'm talking about. Uh, things like health insurance really matter, right? And if your VAs are internationally, you can find some great rates on that, and that makes a huge difference in their people's lives, which, which it does for us. Um, so, so there's other incentives like that. Uh, we have bonuses as well for making deals. So three of our VAs are uh, into uh, cold calling and texting. So absolutely, they, they get us a deal, we close it. Guess what? We all win. And so they have some, we have some bonuses there. And other things like that, right? And then you think about the person who's been here for three years, what else can you do? There's always something. Yeah. I always agree. something. I agree. And there's, there's a lot of ways to be creative with that too. That's right. If you can't afford health and something I did because our organization was so small and the health insurance was going to be so expensive. So instead of that, I was offering to pay like for gym membership for people on the team. You know, it's like, I can't, I'm not in a position right now to be able to 
you know, provide full on health insurance and I don't have to because, you know, we're like a small organization, but we can invest in your wellness instead, you know, so there, there are other things that you can do like that to help incentivize and and keep your employees. That's a great idea. Great idea. That's a great idea. And I think if you're hiring a service, right, some people feel less of a connection with their VA because they are coming through a service. But for us, that's no different. In fact, I love having a service there because we can collaborate towards the well-being of our employee and their happiness, right? Um, so I think, I think your idea of being creative and finding things that mean things to people, right, that you can help them be more healthy, you know, uh, we have an investor out of Utah. He's, he's really amazing, uh, Jason Lewis. And he actually took his entire team. Most of them were in the country and he took his entire team on this like amazing weekend vacation thing, right? But I mean, he's huge and he can't afford that, but that was great. And what a great team bonding moment as well. So we also do team bonding events as well, even though we're all far away. Uh, there's, uh, we, we get together every Tuesday. We have a shoot the breeze hour first, where we just talk about what's happening in everyone's lives, pictures. I saw this, I bought a motorcycle, I, you know, nothing about business. And then we go on to other parts of the, you know, of the call, which do have business involved. So we stay connected. Uh, I will tell you that our faith is, uh, is huge and we don't, require anyone who works for us to have a similar faith as ours but we are blessed and i will tell you that praying on uh team calls is an important part of what we do at everyone's um you know satisfaction to do that so our calls all end with a prayer i like that how do you guys communicate as a team what 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 kind of tools and things do you use to to make sure that communication is clear and ongoing with everybody in the organization? I think that's a, a very important question, especially as you evolve and grow, right? You're now growing and, and is, are your systems able to help you? And again, back to uh, our mentor, you know, he talked about putting all that in place, so we did. Um, so things we use are uh, project management tools like Asana, where everybody's able to Uh, see what's going on with a particular project. And we have a way that we put things in Asana so you're not going to look for it and what was it called and I can't remember what properties this about, none of that, right? It's all super organized in that way. Um, So in regards to tracking projects, that's really our first and you go there first before you go calling somebody, what are we doing? When are we closing on this business, right? It's all in there, so it's fantastic. Um, but other things, right, on a daily basis, sure, everybody does email, we'll do texting, you know, the usual, uh, but we also use Hangouts, we're talking about implementing Slacker, because, uh, Slack, Slacker, Slack, Slack, I think, yes. yeah, Slack, sorry, <laughs> not Slack, what am I saying, see, we haven't implemented that yet, so it's not in my brain, but uh, yeah, we talked about implementing Slack, uh, my husband really likes that tool, so, and then again, we have a meeting once a week, with the entire team and we do talk about what's going on in the business. By the way, we talk about a lot more than what their individual jobs are because we really believe in people not needing to understand exactly where we're heading. And then uh, now that we have our operations manager, we've expanded our our level 10 meeting. Uh, So we have one of those a week. It has a very set agenda and you can't just linger on with different things. So the property section, because we have quite a few going on at the same time, that's like a 25 minute conversation. If we don't make it, 
that's too bad. We spend way too much time, right, on, on a particular property. Mm -hmm. So those are all timed sessions there. And then from a broader project standpoint, we'll communicate, um, uh, we'll first do a planning session, right, where it's very specific, 30 minutes, we're going to talk about this topic that we want to implement in the future, right? And so then we go from there, take tasks, you know, everybody does their thing, and then we meet once a week to make sure that goes forward. So lots of different levels. Some of them are more immediate, like the texting and the calling and the hangouts, you know, those kind of things. And then some are already in there with our systems and processes. And then some are, you know, you've got to meet to talk through what you're doing in the future. Smart. So um, we're coming near the end of our time, but if people want to reach out to you, maybe they want to talk to you more about what you're doing in your business about hiring people or anything else is there a place or a site or something where people can go to to get in touch with you uh, totally we'd love to hear from you uh we're james and christina spence i'll give you my phone number so you can ring, ring me that's probably the best way or you can text um uh, call or text anytime and let's set up some time. Um, we, you know, I have a Calendly meeting that on our website. Um, so uh, Freedom Homes Texas, all spelled out, is uh, our website and you're welcome to come join that anytime. Awesome. Also, if, you know, we have some people who want to do deals with us. We'd love to hear that. And there's a place for them to register, whether they're wholesalers, buyers, we don't, uh, you know, or sellers for that matter, we're happy to, to talk with them as well uh, through that channel. Awesome. And what, what is the site for them to go on to do that? Uh, www.freedomhomestexas.com, all spelled out. Freedomhomestexas.com. Awesome. So thank you so much for your time this morning and sharing about, you know, your team and your journey with everything. And it, I, it seems like you're doing everything exactly right. <laughs> Well, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear you say that. You have such tremendous experience. I uh, love to hear that from another, you know, very, very successful professional woman. That's awesome. Thank you. No, you're doing always room to grow. Right. Yes, but you're like I, I wish people need to really take note of what you've done because the things that you've done in three years, it took me 14 years to figure out to do all of that. <laughs> so I don't believe that, but that's it is nice true. It say. is true. I didn't hire anybody or implement systems and processes or anything till about 2014 and I started in 2003 so it was a while so I, I think like clap for you <laughs> because well doing it right the credit goes the credit goes to to Mike Hambright who's really taught us through that and insisted on that early on and, and it really it has really paid off because we can just keep growing that way but there's no such uh, better substitute than I think networking and advice and you know uh, good meetups. Uh, we'll be starting one of those as well soon. So I appreciate your time and thank you so much for inviting me. It was really great to hang out with you today. Thank you.